Welcome back, everybody, to a festive edition of the Shift Gear Podcast. Anil and I are recording this December 26th, working hard for our, our loyal listeners there. Anil, how was your Christmas? Unreal, man. Always a good time to, to hang out with the family. And I, I don't actually have my Santa hat today because I feel like it's over, you know? Like, as soon as the 26th hits, I'm, like, down bad, back to reality. So, I don't know. How was your Christmas? It was good. I'm still wearing my, my Christmas sweater here. Uh, good just spend yeah. time with the family, time off work. Uh, relaxed so no complaints on my end sweet yeah yeah it's been uh it's always like a busy time right because like at least i guess at our age like people come back from like school or work or wherever they live right so there's so many people to see so much to do and i like pokemon is like the last thing on my mind but at the end of the day i want to go back and i want to play some cards <laughs> so i'm excited to be back to talk about some cards for a bit yeah and speaking of cards we had a lot revealed this week uh some one card in particular caused a lot of debate on Twitter, myself included, the catcher card, which we can get to. Uh, but before that, why don't we start with some like tournaments that did happen? We had the Kyoto Champions League, and I don't know if you had the chance to check out those results. Uh, briefly, looks briefly. Uh, as you as you said before we came on, it looks uh, a bit Mickey, but hey, we're here to dissect things. We don't ask questions. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. We saw uh, Kyogre win. We haven't seen that deck perform that well in this format yet. We saw Roaring Moon get second with the Dark Eye V Star, and we saw Golden Go Palkia get third. So, uh, and there's also a Pikachu um, Zero Aura V Max Arceus deck in top eight. So lots of interesting stuff happening there. Um, so you know, why don't we start off with like the Lost Box deck here? Uh, what do you think about Kyogre uh, in this format, and like why do you think uh, Haruki was able to win the tournament? Yeah, it's a it's interesting, right? Because we didn't think the terror abilities would have too much of an effect, but when I think about it now, I'm like, okay, Charizard's kind of good. Uh, <laughs> it shuts off like Kyogre. Obviously, you can't touch it. it that that matchup's already hard because you're at three hundred thirty health. You're beefy. You're big boy, and Kyogre can't touch you. So, to me, in my head, I'm not entirely sure how that won the tournament. But hey, man, I'm here for it. I love it. Um, it's always nice to see different decks do well, and this. This tournament specifically featured a lot of different stuff, so I think that's why it was a good talking point. Uh, what do you think about the Lost Box deck? Are you surprised at uh, all? Like, kind of. Like, I looked at the top top cut. It was a lot of Charizard, but they were playing, like, the new Lost Spoon build that plays the Iron Hands, the Roaring Moon. So I guess, like, mm -hmm. honestly, like, you, in a lot of the Charizard decks have started cutting Radiant Charizard, so they, have, they don't have a one prize to weave in there. So if you can, like, lead with the Iron Hands, and then even if they respond with Charizard EX, you don't really care if you can just go Roaring Moon, Roaring Moon uh, to close out the game. So I think that's why this deck did well. Um, they, it looks like they went pretty consistent as well. They're playing a Ditto here, I'm, I'm seeing. Um, they had the four Seal Stones still with the Raikou, which is a little bit interesting. I don't really like that. Only one target for the Seal Stone, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. I think this is probably the way to play Lost Zone going forward. I think the Hands and the Roaring Moon gives you a, a realistic prize map against a lot of matchups, especially Charizard, but one Lost City in Charizard kind of kind of ruins the strategy of that deck, so... Or a, or a radiant. Charizard yeah, and they they all play it now, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, so no, I think it's fine. It's a good deck. Uh, I'm sure you hit some good matchups. But the other deck I want to talk about is the Roaring Moon EX deck with Dark Ride V Star. So Roaring Moon obviously was hyped a lot uh, going to this format. It's kind of flopped. It had, it's gotten top sixteen at one of those European regionals. Um, it's had a couple day twos, but I do feel like there is still no list that everybody settled on as as the one to play. Um, so this list had Cross Transceiver and it had Dark Ride V-Star. So first thing, do you know what Cross Transceiver does? Okay, this is like good Pokemon trivia. I think, think, I think, I think it's play two, get a supporter. Uh, yeah, it is. 
I'm just double checking like right now because I'm not 100 Let's go. <laughs> That's why I was asking. <laughs> Dude, like I needed that one for uh, for my card knowledge ego because I don't know many cards. I needed oh, yeah. that one badly. You also, I'm gonna give you half points, Neil, because you could also put a Pokemon or a supporter card for this mm. card into your hand. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of good, actually. I guess this the idea is like you just like spam a Seda or a boss every turn. It's like a worse verse seeker. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you need it necessarily, but yeah, they they don't play cross switcher, which I think a lot. Oh no, they do play cross switcher. So why were they playing? I'm actually not sure why they're playing the cross transceiver to be honest. Because in my experience, a lot of my juniors I work with they play Roaring Moon. I've never yeah. felt the need for the cross transceiver. Um, they play shoes in this list, which I really like. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe the logic is you play cross transceiver, like your dark eyes turn into supporters. Um, but yeah. Well, I'm- the thing with Moon as well is like. A lot of the time, like, the game plan of that deck is just go crazy, go stupid. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> your win con is just, like, just run over the other person. So if you've, like, cross seavers, I guess, like, you're so... It's like that old logic where, like, you're so high rolly anyways. You're like, what's the what's the bad part of having four more jank cards in my deck if they have, like, a crazy upside, I guess? Yeah. So but... I kind of get it. And I just... You know what, man? Like, it gets to a point where we have to just let the Japanese cook. I think yeah, we have to stop cook. asking questions. <laughs> just let them cook. Like, yeah. they always come up with this crazy stuff. No, 100%. Because, like, they always just play the most jank list. And I always look at them like, this is horrible. But they always get results. So I, I can't I can't hate too much. Uh, just for me, it's like, that's four spots. Like, those are, like... That's a lot of space that could go to other cards. Like, you could just play another copy of Boss. You could play, like, Pokey Gear. Um... Also, I don't see energy switch in this list, which I have found to be a really important card in Roaring Moon. Like, it really helps you mm-hmm. get the turn one off. They only play one switch card, too. So I don't know how they're attacking turn one with this deck consistently. Um, so if you want to Well, play... they play Dark Rare V-Star as well, right? So I guess maybe it's more tailored to not going crazy, go stupid. Like, maybe you just yeah. want more of a late game. But this deck doesn't have late game. Like, late game is literally, like, you need to, like, crush early game. And late game is fine boss to finish the game for my opponents, like, has a chance to run me over, so... I don't know the way this. Well, deck this guy is... would like to have a word with you. No, I don't obviously, know. Obviously, it's working for him, but uh, just the way he built the deck kind of goes against what I think the strategy of the deck is, which is just go turbo, go fast. And he cut a lot of the cards that let it go turbo, go fast. But he did well, so there's another another build that people can try out if you're uh, interested in the moon. Um, and yeah, last deck I wanted to talk about that did well this turn. Oh, no, sorry, there's two more. We had Golden Go with Palkia get third. There's no list for this one, so I wish I wish I could see that. It might have been on the stream. Um, I think it was on the stream, so maybe I can go back and watch it later. But Anil, what do you think about Golden Go EX? Since this is another card that's kind of struggled to take off since uh, our new format. I like that card a lot. I really wanted that card to be good. It's actually one of my like my favorite new Pokemon. Just like I just look at it, it's like a cheese strings dude. It's pretty cool. Or one of those like dudes outside the dealerships that go woo. Like with the air, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I vibe with this Pokemon. I want it to be good. Um, I understand. I think how that deck works. Like, I understand the the concept behind it. Like, Palkia is just like a. It just has good stats. Whereas Goldengo's there just to blow up anything Palkia can't really deal with. So I understand how that works. I'm happy that it's doing well. But like again, it's one of those things where obviously it's very niche. It's very interesting. And I guess part of it goes to show like how diverse this meta is, and the other half of it, I think, goes to show that Japan is a very different place. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you have a bit of you have a bit of both. I mean, yeah. To me, it's weird. Just like the problem with Golden Gill is it doesn't have a one prize attacker. Like, some people were playing Scizor mm-hmm. uh, when they were trying the deck originally, which made sense. Um, I'm just curious why Palkia is the thing that goes with it. Uh, like, I don't know. Can Palkia V Star to non Water Pokemon? No, right? Like. 
No, it can't. It's it, I think it's just for the stats, to be honest. Like, because Goldengo's similar stats, but like you get in trouble when you're trying to trade. Like, say you're playing against Maradon, right? And you need five energies each turn. I think that's when you kind of get in trouble when you're not able to save your Goldengos for huge KOs, and you're like going in against like a Raichu V, discarding four or something or five of the charm. So I think it's just to get rid of like a bit of that awkwardness, if I were to guess, and like yeah. add a Greninja as well. I guess it's like an early game attacker, but it's just like. I feel like there must be better pairings for it, but I mean, it's it's use now Melanie, we have... use Greninja. You can use I like the list isn't out, so I have no idea what to play it. But yeah, in just, my mind, that makes sense. I just checked; like it's on the YouTube vod if anyone wants to go watch it. But it just again, it's like similar to what I was talking about with Ryan Deck. It just seems like those two cards don't pair well together because like Melanie cannot work on Golden Go. Um, Palakia's V Star Power doesn't work with Golden Go. That's like I don't. Like, I guess, like, because you're saying, like, turn two, it's kind of hard to get Golden go fully online, so you want Palkia as your backup attacker, but, like, then it just seems like it's slow, or it's, like, clunky, like, it's weak to lightning, so, again, right on... By no means am I saying I would play this deck. I'm just trying to rationalize what no, this I'm trying is. to rationalize it, too, because, like, obviously, <laughs> like it's, it works somewhat if someone's getting top four at, uh, I'm pretty sure these tournaments are, like, 3,000 people, so... Yeah, so anyways, mm-hmm. if you're interested in Golden Go, now there's like a proven list out there with the results. So that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if anyone actually like takes takes Golden Go like further now. Because I, I don't think the deck's horrible. Like on paper, like one-shotting everything and having a draw engine is nice. It just needs that like single prize attacker. I don't know if Scizor is it, but to me, that's what's holding it back the most. Uh, for right now, it's just like a budget Chen Pao deck to me. Uh, <laughs> and then moving on to the next most interesting deck we had, Zero Aura V Max with actually it was one Zero Aura V Max, one Zero Aura V Star with Arceus. So Neil, do you know what either of those cards do? Okay, this is this is a lot tougher. I think Zero Aura V Star, like its V Star power, like snipes sixty times some sort of amount of energy or some sort of summation of something. And the only reason I somewhat know this is because one of my locals shout out mario great guy um he's fixated on getting zero rv max slash v started working right on so i've been victimized multiple times but i don't remember exactly what the attack does and you can tell me if i was on the right track okay yeah. so it does uh choose one of your opponent's pokemon four times for each time you choose pokemon do 60 damage to it okay so i was on the right track i didn't have it fully but <laughs> Roughly. Um, so, sorry, he played this with Arceus and Flying Pichu, you said? Yeah, it was like a lightning Arceus deck. So Interesting. I mean, I guess we have seen a lot of people cut Manaphy lately. Otherwise, the V-Star seems a little tough to use. I mean, I guess it's a surprise factor, because to be honest, I don't, I didn't know what that card did. So if someone played that in the tournament, like, I would not bench Manaphy game one. Um, and then, yeah, the, the V-Max is 60 for each ability of your opponent's Pokemon as an ability. And then mm. it's second attack is 240 for three. Um, okay. so I'm not 100% sure. Like, I guess this is just like an anti-meta deck. I mean, you got Flying Pikachu for the basic decks. Uh, for your, I guess that should be pretty good against Maridon in theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they play yep. Rope, so they can get around it, but, uh, I guess Zero Aura is just a beat stick. I don't know, it's a little surprising to me. They played Path, so I guess you have the Judge Path combo. They have, I saw here they had Cancelling Clones, that's probably how you, you do the Zero Aura. So I guess they're like, theory is against Lost Zone decks, you just clone, take two prizes. Against other decks do that. I don't know. Yeah. It's another one of these decks where I'm like, it feels like it's trying to do too much, but like it did well, so. If you told me this was like top eight of like a league challenge in like Yukon, I'd probably believe you. 
<laughs> these decks make no sense but honestly i'm here for it yeah i love this i mean this is also goes to show right like lots of creativity like there's even if your deck is in theory not as good or tier one or it's like rogue like you still do well so yeah honestly yeah. very interesting results the rest of the top 16 is just all like decks we expect charizard gardevoir i'm seeing rapid strike um Mew, so yeah, but three very big surprises. So it'll be interesting to see if any of these decks make their way over to the West. Um, I think the next regional is Portland in a few weeks, so we'll yep. see. We'll see if these shake up the meta at all. If we'll see uh, Zero Aura in day two of Portland, but my prediction is gonna be no, but still cool results nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so now that this is out of the way, let's let's hit our, our burning topic discussion here. And, like, I have an opinion about this that I haven't really voiced yet, but what are your initial thoughts? And I know you said this on Twitter, but for anybody who didn't see what you said, what are your initial thoughts on Prime Catcher as an A-spec and A-specs returning in general? So, I mean, I think A-specs returning is fine. Like, I think the design mechanic is good. Like, any of them, like Radiance, like the Prism of Stars, like, whenever you can have one, like, and they can give it a cool effect, it's good. Like, they almost, like, ruined the whole thing with Prime Catcher already. Because, like... The power level of Prime Catcher is so high that, like, an A-spec has to be, like, absurdly broken for you to even consider playing a different one instead of the Prime Catcher. Mm-hmm. Like, they revealed the, the Neo Energy or whatever. It's, like, a double rainbow for evolutions. I'm like, that's a really cool card. It'll probably, like, see, like, extremely limited play just because Catcher is so strong. And it's just, like, we've seen, like, in the history of the game, like, the strongest item card of all time is probably Pokemon Catcher, Gust of Wind. Like, boss... 100%. And Guzma are already played in, like, almost every single deck since they've been legal. And then you just put in the effect on an item. So it's just, like, to me, it's just, like, unnecessary. It's, like, why does this card need to exist? It's, like, a one-of copy. So if people play this in their deck and they don't have a way to search for it, like, you're just introducing more randomness to the games. Like, oh, like, who draws, like, Prime Catcher at the opportune times? Again, you're accelerating games because you're just giving, like, more gust. And, like, gust as an effect is, like, if you're winning, like, you use gust to, like, keep slowing down your opponent's, like, setup. You use Gust to, like, punish, like, stuff like Luminion. It just keeps speeding up the game. To me, it's just, like, we don't need cards like this. Like, they had, like, such a great effort, I think, recently to put more comeback mechanics, like, allow for more setup decks. We're seeing stage two decks the first time in a long time being really, doing really well in the meta. But just, like, I don't know, like, more Gust to me, especially unconditional Gust, is just, like, unnecessary. Just, in my opinion, it's, like, bad for the game. And then secondly, like, A-Specs, like, it almost feels like the mechanic is dead on arrival since the first A spec they're going to print is going to probably be the strongest one. Like, it's going to be really the best hard one. To like, even if they print Computer yep. Search again, I don't even know if you'd play Computer Search or the Prime Catcher. Um, so that's just my initial take. Like, I don't think the game is ruined or anything. Like, it's it's like the game will go on. To me, it's just like unnecessary. It's like, why do why does this need to exist? Yeah, I don't I don't love it either. But the la- if you remember the last time they came up with A specs, Comp Search was the first one they printed. Yep. And that also ended up being one of the best ones. My take on this whole thing is I agree with you in the sense that it adds way too much randomness into the game. So, like, basically, you're just taking the game and you're adding more RNG into it. And whether, like, every time Pokemon does this thing where they, like, go in one direction, you can kind of see a trend in why it exists. So, like, with the comeback potential, it's like, okay, we want to make slower decks do better. With, like, Iron Hands, they're like, okay, 50 minutes BO3 is not enough time. Let's hurry this thing up. Like, there's always kind of, like, an underlying message that you can deprive from it. I'm failing to see it right now. And, and like, I just don't understand why this card needs to really be a thing. Especially in a format where you have Radiance and V-Star powers. Like, there's already so many of these one-off things. So, like, 
for example, when Ace Packs were out, GXs were not out. Like there's always like one of these mechanics at a time or when Prisms were out, I guess GXs were out at that time, but those are not overpowering things really. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Ace Packs came out right now and like in a time where the game is, is fresh and it's booming and like it's in a good spot, I'm surprised they really like shook it up again. I feel like you could have waited like three, four months or five months to see if the game dies. Yeah. So I'm I a little mean, surprised. They always want to just introduce new mechanics. Like it just seems like something like to do. And like like I was saying, like I don't think there's anything wrong with Ace Specs, but like like you were saying the first time they made Ace Specs, they printed computer search in the first batch. And computer search was like so good that it didn't really make sense to play most of the other Ace Specs. Like eventually Dowsing Machine saw play, which was just discard two, get a trainer for anyone who doesn't know what that card does. Uh, but you had a lot of other like really interesting aspects, like the gold potion that healed 90. Or you had like the scramble switch that was like it's switch, but you can also move all the energies from the active to the new one. Like a lot of really cool cards that like I think would have seen a lot of play in like a lot of decks, but it was really hard to justify playing those cards instead of just playing computer search or dowsing machine. So it'll be interesting to see as we go on, like the other aspects they print. Um, like if they if this is the first one, the prime catcher, like I'm pretty sure the next aspects they print are going to be like extremely powerful. Um, and they have to be if they want to have a chance to be played. Um, and the only other thing that I think was interesting is like they made an energy in a spec because last time it was only trainers. So we might see like a spec supporters. We might see like a spec like tools. Like, they used to do that. Uh, like they used to print tools for specific Pokemon, which were kind of like enable decks. So yeah, it'll be interesting what they what they do going forward here with the a specs. As long as I never see a life do again, I'll be okay. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't ever want to see a life do again. Life do was a cool a cool a spec though. But it, like, enabled so much just, like, I don't know, not degeneracy, but, like, well, definitely not, of, like, yeah. like, positive the decks, things. The decks it was played in were degenerate, like, control decks, but for anyone listening who doesn't know that yeah. card, it was a tool <laughs> where if your opponent knocks you out, they take one less prize, but, I mean, we have that. And you can recycle now. it with Junk Hunt. Yeah. I mean, we if you have vacuum, once you vacuum it, the thing's gone forever, but, True. yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so... That's a little bit of old man yells at Cloud uh, <laughs> for, yeah. for the, the design. Um... I think, I don't know, we can move on from this topic just because, like, uh, I have nothing more. I'm heated right now, bro. I'm I'm heated about this damn Prime Caster right now. <laughs> like, obviously, and I'm going to play like, the card when it comes out. But... Oh, bro, we're all going to play the card. Yeah. Just the problem is your opponent, who's been playing the game for two weeks, is probably going to drop before you. And <laughs> you're going to lose the game because he drew it off his first research and yours is at the bottom of your deck. But, you know what, man, that's neither here nor there. And, like, they also reprinted some, like, cool old mechanic cards. Yep. So, like, the Team Plasma, like, build kind of thing is back with uh, Cobalion and Hands. And then there was, uh, what was the, what was the one prizer? It was Valiant. That that was, like, mm-hmm. the Plasma Curum. So, like, we're seeing more and more of like, these old kind of things pop up. And for players like us who've been around for a long time, to me, I love it. Like, I love the recycling of the old mechanics being able to like play things that you used to so like when Bax caliber champau was reprinted it was like keldeo blastoise like whatever there's a ton of things ace specs now this i like it i think it's really good it brings nostalgia back can bring some of those players back as well so i recently had a buddy who just started playing the game the last deck he played was keldeo blastoise and then he saw like champau Bax caliber he's like wait i kind of know how to play this so it lets you like cycle those people back in in a sense too. So yeah. with the new reveals, I'm pretty happy with them other than like random D-Gen Prime Catcher, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, the set has all the black and white legendaries, or I guess the Valiant versions of them, or future versions of them. And like all the cards seem to be callbacks to black and white. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that was thematically on purpose. So yeah, let's, let's talk about them. So 
I think the first, probably the most playable of the bunch, is the Iron Crown EX. This is the Cobalion, where it's your future Pokemon's attacks do 20 more damage. Uh, and it stacks. So if you have four in play, you do an extra 80. So, uh, And then, like you were saying, they introduced an Iron Valiant that did... It just does 120 damage um, as its second attack. And its first attack is kind of irrelevant. It's like 20 and 20, I think. Uh, so, you know, what do you think about this? Is there any, like, deck this enables? Or is there any future cards right now that don't see that much play that you think could see play now that we have this card? Yeah, I think there's a lot of mechanics that are going to get unlocked. As far as future cards that I don't that I don't think are seeing play right now that could, I don't have anything off the top of my head. I know there's some really strong ancients. Like, there's a lot of really strong ancients. So, like, the Sandy Shocks is really good, which is like that Magneton, which lets you attach energies if you're down on prizes. Um, there's a Slitherwing, which is, I think... Ancient Volcarona. Like, I'm still yeah, trying to that, put that together doesn't all get these names. By this card. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I mean, just like the ancient ones oh, you can okay, use with okay. Sada. Like, I think Sada Box is going to be a real thing, which I know we're going to talk about at some point. But I do think like all these future and ancient Pokemon, just to tie it all back together, are getting boosts like actively, which mm-hmm. is like kind of unlike what we've seen recently with like Rapid Strike, Single Strike being printed for one set. Yeah. Fusion Strike literally got like a Mew, a Genesect, and a Toxtricity, and then got told off basically like there wasn't much going on with that so it's nice to see these things like actually get some some love and i do think that this iron crown is good can it keep up in a format with like maridon maybe not because it can just go two to two and win the game like every single time but i do think overall it's good and i think if the format shifts to more of like a a high high hp kind of format so like a, a gardevoir mu v max kind of format which is what it i guess what it is right now um, it could do well because you'd rely a lot on those one shots and taking two prizes with like hands and stuff. So yeah. I do think it can be pretty good. Yeah, to me the the best combo with it is the iron hands, but you kind of need a lot of these on the bench. So I don't know what else you have to power up your iron hands if you're playing this. So to me, immediately, yeah. I don't think this is gonna have any tier one decks. But it's like one of those cards where it's like whenever you see a future Pokemon, and like if they keep putting them in the next sets, it's like hey, you have to think about this card. And you can tell, when I when I first was reading the new cards, like before I saw the Cobalion card, I was like, why did these do like no damage? But it's like very clear that they're designing all the future cards with, with this thing in mind. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the other beasts. We have Terrakian, Iron Boulder EX. I think this card is horrible. Uh, yeah. So we're not going to waste your time. We can skip that. that. <laughs> and then Verizian, the Iron Leaves EX. Um, this just seems like a Charizard EX, like perfect counter. Um, I don't see many other applications of this. Um, like in the past, like abilities like this were used in like tank heal decks, like you would move it in, like heal something that like you move to the bench, I'll move the energies, but it has 220 health. So I think whatever this attacks, it's going down. So to me, this just seems like if your deck can play grass energy, um, it's any, a number of energy. So I guess you can put like rainbow type energies if we have any, I don't think we do, but if you play like lost box, for example, you can play this card. So it just seems like a Charizard counter. Like, I don't know. Does it seem like anything else to you, Neil? Not really. So it is just a Charizard counter. Yeah. And, like, that's fine. Like, you need checks like this. Charizard has been getting off the rails lately, so I'm yeah. I'm cool with this. Exactly. Okay, so then we have the uh, Johto Beast. We got the Raikou, Suikun, Entei. They all got their own cards as well. So we have the Gouging Fire EX. Uh, I, I love these names, by the way, for the Paradox Pokemon. They just, like, they don't even, they're not, like, Ancient Entei. They're like, no, you get, like, Gouging Fire. So. They're so random. Yeah, it is very random. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, so the Entei just does three for 260, which is actually a lot on a basic. So we mm-hmm. see in the past, like, Dragonite saw play for a while doing 250. So, I don't know, Fire Dex can probably use this. Um, Lost Box can probably use this. Um, it seems decent. 
I can't think of like many like huge applications. I know the Iron Valiant deck right now plays NTV. Maybe you can play this. I mean, it takes three energy, so I don't know how you're getting the third one in one turn. But yeah, I know. What do you think about this? Any, yeah. any applications right away you're, you're seeing with this card? Well, here's the thing. So here's the thing with like looking at all these cards right now. I'm scared. Well, not scared, but I'm like weary to dissect it because when we get these cards, we're gonna have a different format. Like just by the time we That's get true. this, it's gonna be rotation. Everything is gonna be different. So I don't know. Like. We're losing a lot of like very relevant cards, like VIP pass and like some of your like basic ball search, like level ball, fog crystal, like that stuff's all going away. So yeah. in a lot of senses, the format may slow down a little bit to which like a card like Prime Catcher maybe isn't even that impactful. Like I think it's obviously gonna be really, really good, but maybe it won't be as bad as what we think right now. So I think there's a lot going on. So like even when I said I realized this after I said it, when I said like Maridon deals with Iron Crown. Maridon loses Flaffy. Yeah, it's so a like, loss. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even know. Like that deck will obviously still be a thing, but it's definitely going to lose quite a bit. So yeah. things are going to get shaken up. And like I like looking at these cards for face value, but I think that's all we can really take out of them right now. Like that's you true. don't know what the meta is going to be. So yeah, it's kind of so tough. We've got to value them in a vacuum. My one worry, like or my issue with these cards, and this again goes back to my old man yelling at Cloud thing, is like these are all basics with like two hundred twenty to two hundred thirty HP. Like, none of these are surviving more than a turn anymore. So, like, if you mm-hmm. attack with this, like, they basically have to take two prizes right away. And then you have to expect them to go down. So, because, um, like, yeah, a lot of them have, like, cool, like, effects or attacks. But, like, they're not going to stay on the board very long. Um, so, yeah, this, like, the Entei just seems like it's a beat stick, take something out. So, it seems decent. It does seem decent in a vacuum. Like, I, I feel like it'll see some play at some point. Um, okay, let's move on to the Suicune, the Walking Wake EX. So... Its ability is basically shred, like damage from its attacks aren't affected by effects. It does 120 for three, and if their opponent, your opponent's attack is affected by a special condition, do 240. Um, it seems pretty mediocre to me. Like, there's not many ways to do a special condition right now. Um, I guess there's the uh, what's Amoongus. What's, Amoongus. I forget what it's called. It's like paradox name, but brute bonnet. Brute bonnet. The brute bonnet. So I mean, the Suicune yeah. is an ancient Pokemon, so you can play the booster capsule in the deck. So I guess maybe that's how you have to play these cards. You have to put the booster capsule so they like live more than one shot. Um, initial impression on this is like it's okay. I mean, shred is always good as an effect. Um, maybe if a Sato toolbox deck does exist, like this could be decent because I guess you could play the Moongus in it. Um, yeah, but this card seems this is giving me Welder right now. It's really giving me Welder, yeah. like Welder box kind of thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't hate it either. I don't hate it. Like I actually think like decks like this are actually kind of good for the format. Like as much as I hated Welder and like what it was worth, I don't think this like obviously this isn't as overpowering as Welder, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, but I like I like the idea of like toolbox decks existing in the format and like. I think we've started, like, at least you and I, and, like, I would say, like, the old heads as a whole, we started enjoying this game more recently, like, when there's, like, 10, to, like, 15, like, top three tier decks that are good. Because it reminds you of, like, when the game was truly, like, healthy, quote-unquote. Because you have, like, all these different decks and all these different ways to attack where, like, if you prefer one variant of a deck, you can kind of just run with that for the full format. So the more of these decks that come out, I think... The more the happier I am personally, and I think most people kind of are on that same wavelength. So I'm cool with these decks, these cards all being good. Yeah, I think just like in general, when there's deck building flexibility, and that's what toolbox decks allow, that makes it fun. So hopefully, Seda Toolbox is a good deck. Um, and okay, the last of the beast here, probably the best one, is the Raging Bolt mm-hmm. DX, the Raikou. 
Uh, so his first attack is just discard your hand, draw six. That's like fine if you go second. But his second attack, uh, we see this attack really get printed all the time. So it's discard any amount of energy you want from your Pokemon, do 70 damage for each. It takes a lightning and a fighting energy though. Uh, but if you're playing state of toolbox, like that probably isn't that hard to get. Um, so yeah, this actually seems pretty decent. You need an accelerator with it, uh, so you can hit the big numbers. But like, if they print any Pokemon that has like a Dynamotor type ability, like I think this card will be like its own deck for sure. Charging up, charging, charging up. up, and then what was the other one? Uh, what was Naganadel's attack? Naganadel something attack? Stinger. Oh yeah, yeah, it was uh, not Beast Stinger. It was. I, it was 80 plus 80 if they had three prizes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Stinger. Anyways, I'm just seeing like shades of blounds when I look at this card. Like <laughs> this just screams Lacephalon to me, which honestly, like it's fine. Like it screams like Rayeels, I guess, just as much as yeah, it screams Lacephalon. It's like, like Rayquaza GX pretty much. Um, yeah, or like Ultra Necrozma GX basically. So like, hey, honestly, like it's diverse. It's fun. Like it gives people like a big blow up deck to try and play as well. So I'm. I'm happy with this like these these cards seem interesting and they all i don't want to say, say like they all seem like reprints in some way but it definitely feels like we're touching on a lot of different random formats that we're putting all together right now yeah i mean pokemon at its core like reprints a lot of the mechanics like rain dance for example is like a evergreen ability like dynamo they normally like to have one like an attack like this has always like exist not always but ever since the three sapphire has existed so it is a fun attack like people like these type of decks um so i think it's gonna have to wait for its partner but, like, this is a card that I know, like, we'll probably see competitive play at some point. Anything that can do unlimited damage will always see play. Um, yeah. Cool. All right, moving on. The last Pokemon that got revealed, I think that's somewhat relevant, is the Fluttermane. Um, so I think a lot of people thought the Fluttermane was going to be broken. Like, Gardevoir was going to get some help for post-rotation. But to be honest, it's pretty tame. Its effect is just that uh, as long as it's in the active, uh, your opponent's active has no abilities. And then its attack is just three for 90 um and put two damage on the bench so i don't know this seems a bit weak to me um it's i feel like it's just there in case they want to print something with a strong ability that goes in the active but for now like i don't think even post rotation i don't see this seeing much play like what is this stopping like i can't really think of much like i guess you're stopping like actually that's not fair you're stopping um comfy flower selecting yeah for sure we already have klefki though and like that sees not that much play so well, what I was going to say is I think they kind of saw Klefki and they're like, not, they're not saying like, oh, we fumbled the bag, but they're like, this card's not really as good as everyone thought it would be. So this Fluttermane thing, is this mischievous thing, whatever we're calling it, um, just looks like a stronger version of Klefki in some that? ways. Like, it, obviously, it can't stop. I think it is. Uh, I think Klefki's stronger. Uh, maybe. You shut I actually off, don't know. You shut off like stuff like Greninja. But this actually like does something. So like the issue with Klefki yeah. is like when you're sitting there with a Klefki active, your opponent's doing nothing, but you're also doing nothing. Yeah, you're so it's just redundant. Bro. Yeah, you're literally jousting for ten. So like that is true. This at least like it has some merit to it. Like you're hitting for some numbers here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so this might see niche play, but I don't think it'll see a lot. Um, okay, moving yeah. on to the trainers. We actually had some pretty strong supporters in, that I got revealed. So the first one is Explorer's Guidance. It's kind of reminiscent of Sage's Training. Look at the top six cards of your deck, put two of them into your hand, discard the others. Um, so this is probably like pretty good in like, more aggressive decks uh, or combo-y decks where you need like certain cards. 
Um, we see some decks play Colrus even when they're not lost zone decks. Like, maybe they'll play this card. Um, like, I don't know, decks that like to discard stuff, like maybe Roaring Moon, like, might play this card. Um, I don't know. What, what decks, what type of decks do you think are going to play this card? Exactly what you said. Yeah. Those, those <laughs> decks that just want to draw draw two or, or whatever. Like, you're like, not your, like, arc piles of the world, but more so just, like, like, Decks that need combo pieces yeah. for the most part. So like I like Valiant Ente is a really famous one that plays Colorus. Just because you look at your top five and like three of those are probably gonna be like switching cards and the other two are supporters or whatever. Like you just take whatever you need at that time. So I think this is more or less the same thing. And mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit better because you're not like loss zoning everything. Yeah. And like any deck so, that can I don't take mind advantage it. like discarding cards might be good. So yeah, this will be like a mm-hmm. niche supporter, but I'm sure it'll see some play. Um, and then the other one that I think is actually pretty good, it's Cryptomaniac's Deciphering. Uh, so we've, we've seen this effect before on, on supporters, but it's search your deck for two cards, shuffle, and then put them on top. Um, so yeah, you basically get to pick any two cards. You do need a way to fetch them, but I mean, we have so much draw. We have Curlia, we have Bibril, Mewiex, you can even play Pokestop. So uh, I think this card's really good. Um, I've seen some people already, myself included, thinking about playing this in Chen Pao. You can just put, like, Cross Switcher if you need it. Um, I mean, I guess you just play Boss at that point. But you can put, like, Cologne, I guess, <laughs> on top. Like, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, the other really big thing with this card is it kind of Iona pursue. you. So, like, late in the game, like, let's say you just have a commanding board and you just need, like, Boss to win. You can just do this card and put Boss on top. And, like, your opponent really, like, what can they do? So, Roxanne might go up and play. Uh, if this card really does take off as a way to, to counter Iono. But, uh, yeah, Neil, what do you think about this card? I think it's obviously like really synergistic with Greninja as well. And like, that's the most like splashable one. Like you think yeah. about like just <laughs> any deck can play this. So I actually like this card. Like I remember playing Malo. I think that was the old supporter's yeah. name in, uh, in like Zoroark or like Zoropod, whatever it was like in those decks where you need like specific things at very specific times. So like Gardevoir would be a great user of this. I think where you're digging for your last, I don't know, reversal or whatever it is and you just throw it on top. So I like the card. I think it, it, and like I said, it's another revisited mechanic that we're going we're going back on, and it's a good thing. Like you, you put all these things together. Obviously, Curly is really powerful. Greninja is really powerful. I don't know how that's going to change, like for Gardevoir, because I don't think Gardevoir is really going to be too strong next format. I hope I'm wrong, but <laughs> losing Arcana is tough, right? Yeah, that's so, really hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's going to really overcome that. Like you're probably going to have to play like Drifloon with like capes and like no, Screamtails. It doesn't seem good. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I hope this helps Gardevoir a little bit. I think the Moonlight Stadium will also help Gardevoir a little bit whenever... Is that what it's called? Sorry, I forget what it's called. Yeah, like the one where we're supposed to get. Discard a Psychic, heal three damage. Yeah, so, like, I'm hoping it gets some tools to allow it to survive. This might be one of those things. So, we'll see. We'll see. I hope it's good. Yeah, but no, I think it's a really, really good card. Um, Yeah, I don't think I missed anything else. Like, there was Master Ball got reprinted, but that's not going to see play. Um, there's some other, like... Oh, there's, like, Maridon and Coridon. The Maridons are dragon th- Actually, they're both dragon types. Actually, they're both dragons. I feel yeah. like we haven't seen that in a while. Like, I feel like there's not that many dragon types uh, in the card game right now. Like, there's Giratina. Yeah. There, does any other dragon types you play? Like, I can't... Uh, Garchomp. Garchomp? Garchomp V. Yeah, that doesn't see play. It's though. a dragon type. <laughs> uh, it's not play... No, no, like, yeah, playing-wise? Yeah. No, I have no idea. I don't yeah. think there's anything, to be honest. yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's interesting. It seems like they're bringing it back a bit. Um, it's just hard for dragons because they always make them use like multiple energy to attack. So 
Yeah, that's the problem. And like, I think as well, like, I don't want to say dragons are dying breed, but with like fairy like gone, it's so hard to check them. Like, I think yeah, as a game maker, like, yeah, if I was a game maker, I'd be like, what the hell do I even do with these? Like, if one's like too OP, how do I ever counter this? Yeah. <laughs> so like, imagine like Mew V Max was a dragon type, like randomly. There'd be no counter to it. Like you'd you'd literally have to print like Spear Tomb and set one as opposed to Mighty Anna to stop the entire deck from working. Because as a game maker, as like a, a planner, you have to kind of see two sets in advance. And like if you somehow mess this up, like the margin for error is so small. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, they could make dragons weak to other dragons, but I guess not. Yeah, uh, that that would just <laughs> ensue chaos. I think. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking now. Like, I don't think they gave any of the dragons a weakness or a resistance. Yeah, they're just like, hey, whatever. Mm. But yeah, that would be chaos. Yeah. Like, imagine if Tina was weak to itself. Like, you, you have a, you, you're you staring down into a <laughs> Tina V-Star and you're like, shred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, that's all the cards I think we wanted to talk about. I mean, there's still more to come in the set. So hopefully there's more exciting ones. But yeah, it'll be interesting. This will be the set we get for EUIC. Um, so it'll, I'm sure it'll be a big shakeup when you get these cards in rotation. But moving on, I know you wanted to talk about a, a project that uh, someone in the community worked on uh, that they released this week. So, Neil, do you want to segue to that? Yeah, yeah, really cool project I just saw for the first time from Zhao Zhao. Uh, he created a, like, play TCG slash PTCGO slash PTCG Live, like, kind of client all put together. And I, I was thinking about it. It kind of brought up some, like, some memories for me, like, playing P- play TCG growing up, like, and having access to like any card you want at all times. And I know like live does a great job of doing that, but I'm talking like formats past, like Mm -hmm. you want to play 2011 with your boys. You can do that. Like I kind of like that idea. And like, I just wanted to shout out like his work, what he's doing. Obviously that couldn't have been easy to code all that. So if y'all want to go send him some love, like go through for us, like his thing, use his client, like see how the client is. I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Um, but I'm assuming it's pretty cool and it's something we've been missing for a really, really long time. So that was one thing that made me smile this week for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like if anyone's ever used like limitless tabletop, like where you like send the game, it's basically like that, but two players, which is like awesome. Um, and I think it's great too, cause it's a free alternative. So like, I know like it's pretty easy to get cards on live, but like for some people, like if you can't afford the cards or you just want to like have a faster way to play, um, it's really good for that. So actually, no, do you remember what the name of it is? It's PTCG Sim, right? <sighs> I think so. Yeah, it's PTCG, yeah. PTCG Sim yeah. dot online. So yeah, everyone go check it out. Uh, yeah, Zhao Zhao just launched it. So if you have any feedback, any bugs, I'm sure he'd love to hear it. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. So really happy with this. I know we also have the other group with Fan TDM. They're doing that thing called Twin Leaf. Uh, they've been working on. I saw Zul and uh, Chip on their podcast. They had him on talking about that. So yeah, it seems like we're we're in for some treats from the community with uh, some of the crowdsourced coding efforts. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh like there's a lot of struggle too like with like making those online tourneys for like old formats and stuff. So yeah. this should make things a lot easier. Like I mean, I can speak like from a personal perspective. I would love to get involved with like 2012, 2013, whatever whatever format it is that you like playing those like tourneys and stuff. It's just so hard cuz nothing supports it. And I like mean... just imagine like you're chilling on live and you're like I am so tired of playing like Charizard Mirror Match 4 hours a day. Let me just grab Lux Chop. Like that sounds sick. I mean, there is TCG one. I don't know if you've used that before. Like, uh, yes, I, yeah. I I still play it sometimes, but I used to play it a lot during COVID. But uh, it's like if anyone has never played it, it's actually kind of like live, where it's like it's coded. There's no animations or anything. It's very basic. But they have like uh, almost all the formats up until like 20, 
Up until now, I think almost they stopped maybe in Sword and Shield for or, um, man, what it's Scarlet Violet, but yeah, like I I play a lot of like Ruby Sapphire to Power Keepers. You can you can play like if you want to play like, 2013 on there, um, and they have a pretty good community. So check it out uh, if you're interested in old format. Like Jason Klinjinski has a great blog where he goes through all the decks. So yeah, there's lots of options now, but that was lacking like a standard um, set. So it's really hard for them to keep developing. Like every time a new set comes out, I mean, obviously people who work on live is their full time job, and these people do it as a hobby. So yeah, yeah, I'm always super appreciative for like not just what like people like Xiao Xiao are doing, like people like Limitless do, like Pokey Stats, like all of them. Like it's so awesome that we have have those in the community. It's all things we never used to have. Like, these are yeah. all like free to use things that like we never used to have. So this is cool. Like as as the community grows, you get more more assets, more resources, and that's sick. And, like, yeah. I know there's people who dedicate their lives whose full-time job is PTCG Live. <laughs> you wouldn't know it playing the client, but there are people, and those, that is their job. But, like, it's sick that people just take their time out of their day and just kind of kind of do this. So any way we can support them, obviously, if you can spare a couple bucks, whatever their donation is, like, I try to do it sometimes, too, just to keep those sites going and stuff, it's – it's always helpful to them as creators so yeah, it's sick to sick to kind of see that going i'm excited to play it yeah actually let me ask you a question if uh sure. carlos Perro did not make rk9 labs would we still be using paper parents i actually don't know i think so <laughs> i actually don't think there's like a, a real alternative to what he made that the pokemon company is capable of making themselves because <laughs> like so, I think the other games, like, I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! have online pangs too. Like, they must. So I wonder if Pokemon would have done it. But, like, it's kind of crazy that, like, up until, I don't remember what year, like, Arcanine got, like, normal. But it might have even been, like, 2018 like, or something. But we used to literally have, like, thousand people tournaments and everyone would just go and, like, look at pieces of paper for, like, our matches. I still think it's crazy that we use, like, paper match slips. I think it's insane. I was playing another game. I don't remember what game it was, but I was playing in, like, in a tournament, like, not long ago. And the the confirmation, like, win-loss system is purely digital. And it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Like, so, on, like, imagine, like, they used RK9. What it would do is, like, after you sit down for your game, it would prompt you to say, who won, who lost, any notes you have. And then if you select, like, oh, I won, your opponent has to select, I lost. And if you don't, then it like sends a message to both of you saying like please come to the judge table and figure this out. Yeah. And I think that's just genius. Yeah, I think it would be really nice. Like maybe you keep the slip as like a backup so like you sign that first and then you report, but then like yeah, like cuz a lot of times tournaments get hold up held up cuz like a lot of people mm-hmm. like don't turn their match slips or whatever. So I think that is the next evolution of uh, of tournaments. I I've yeah, I've, I've heard people talk about that before. I think it's very doable to integrate. I don't see why not. So I mean, if you've ever played a yeah, online like, tournament, like that's how it works. So yeah, like to automate anything at this point, like that can make us more efficient, especially when you're paying for venue space, makes a lot of sense. And like yeah. even Tom, I don't think is very well understood yet. And I know it's like relatively new, but like even like TOs and stuff don't really know how it works. Well, yeah, because I know they, they, they had a huge failure because they coded that new system and it was so bad that they had to go back to Tom. And I've seen Tom, like it literally looks like it, it is out of the early like 2000s, so yeah it's uh, jank like it when you look like at it yeah. yeah i was at a cup on the weekend and there was someone who's who had to go to a christmas party at uh five o'clock or whatever and they made top eight so they said hey can you like drop me out of the tournament and after after the round was done they had to leave whatever they're three on one making cut and they came in at eight so the guy at ninth was like okay sick i'm gonna get in at eighth 
And what the organizer didn't know is that in Tom, the moment you submit the round results and it's the last round, you can't drop somebody. Mm. So this person just went on to top eight and the person in first seed got a free win. Nice. And it's like, like I thought about that and like, it's no fault of the organizer or the TO, right? Like, how are you supposed to know that? But you think about it and you're like, this would never happen in most other games. Like there just is such a lack of transparency, I think with how the software works. And I see it all the time. Yeah. I think the reason for that is because like, you know how like at regionals, like if you drop day two, you're still in the tournament. Like I think that's why yeah. like you can't do it. So the guys are just like scooped this last round then or something. But yeah, like, once, <laughs> yeah, once it's there, you can't draw people. Cause then like they don't get points or whatever. Yeah. Like, it like, makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Honestly, anything technology related that, comes from like the official pokemon like tpcr that they use like it can all be updated so uh and you know we're complaining but we're not we're not coding solutions so that's <laughs> yeah, true that's true i do a lot of complaining and i don't provide a lot of solutions you're right <laughs> it was uh it was interesting i just because i never really thought about that and i was like okay this guy's going to a christmas party like just there should be a way to like manually override it but there just isn't because this thing was made in like 1943 so it's always interesting yeah no exactly so, uh, yeah, just to close out here, I think we have Portland coming up in a week and a half, and you'll, do you expect any surprises there, or do you think we're just going to see the same of what we've been seeing at the past few regionals? We've just gotten to the point where, like, everything is what it is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's that, like, I, I normally say, like, triangle meta, but I think for this this kind of meta, I need to say, like, an octahedron meta or something <laughs> crazy where there's, like, a bunch of vertices because there's just so many, like, relevant decks going around and doing well that, like, you have no idea what's going to do well. And, like, we obviously saw a big boom in Zard, and now, like, at least locally and, like, from who I talked to, I'm seeing a big boom in Guardi where people are like, okay, I want to beat Zard and play Guardi. So it's just all right, we go to the right, and then that deck gets good, and we go to the left, and it's just like, you know how it is. So yeah. we'll see. I'm I'm assuming, like, I would say probably Guardi's going to reign supreme again. Like, just people are going to realize this is probably the best deck in the format and start playing that again. Yeah, I think people, if they've liked, if you like a deck in this format, keep playing it. And, like, yeah, like, we'll see maybe, like, 20% of the field, like, flip-flop between, like, the, the core meta deck, so... Yeah, I don't expect any big surprises. Like, I think one of the one of the big four will take it down. Um, we may see Golden Gopalkia or Roaring Moon or Zero or Max. I am down. I am so down. But I would bet against it. <laughs> yeah, so would I. Also, it would be nice if, uh, <laughs> Chen, if I could see Chen Palace Resurgence, but I don't don't think that's going to happen. Um, hey, if I go to Knoxville, I want to play Chen Pao. So I hope I, hope I don't back out on my word, but I want to play Chen Pao again. I think you'd make a lot of people happy if you did that. Well, I and I think you should do it. It would make myself happy. Which is one that's all that matters. Like exactly. you're at a point in your in your season where like, you know what? Like, who cares? You, if you do something like with a deck that means a lot to you, it'll mean more anyways. Yeah, 100%. I mean, hey, when the prime right. catcher comes out and that Mallow card comes out, I think Chempao might be back. Um, yeah. yeah and like, you know what? That was sometimes like yeah, and sometimes like you can just like do things with decks that people forget about, <laughs> and just show up, and it'll catch people off guard. Like I think recently people have forgotten about Guardi. Like they're like, this is a real deck. Like it just hasn't existed. And like I don't know. Like people are showing up now with with Guardi and doing well. And like I think Chen Pao is kind of similar. Like we have somebody locally who keeps doing well with Chen Pao, like over and over and over. And I think it's just because people like kind of forget about it in their meta forecast. They, and they play things that just lose to it. Yeah. I mean, the other good thing yeah. for it is, like, I've seen, like, a ton of people cut Manaphy lately, especially the Tina decks. So, like, hey, like, 
if someone doesn't play Manaphy, that's pretty good for you. So <laughs> Yeah, you're cooking. Uh, so if you are a Chen Pao enjoyer, Portland might be the tournament for it. But uh, don't blame me when you stop, like away, stop way too irritated. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like it. I like the idea. I hope it does well. Yeah. But uh, the last thing actually I want to close out on is uh, I tweeted it midweek, but we now have our codes for Banana Games. Oh, if anybody... Yeah, if anybody is interested in picking up some cards, some collectibles, some plushies, whatever you want, uh, this is, I would say, probably the largest vendor in the GTA for plushies, at the very least. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of options, a lot of things going on. Uh, if you would like to pick up anything, you can use the code KieranTCG or TCG at checkout. Either one, we don't care. Um, and you'll get 5% off your entire order. And that's about all the advertising I care to do today. I, uh, I'm a big paid advertiser and I feel like I've been doing way too much of it recently. So that is the only advertising I'll be doing today other than play Goldengo at your league cups. Nice. Yeah. When I upload this to YouTube, I have to click the box that says paid promotion. All right. Well, Anil's frozen on my screen. So I think that's a, a pretty good time to close it out. Glad this happened at the end, but thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hopefully you have a good rest of your holidays and good luck if you have any Pokemon tournaments coming up. See you next week.